So the Oilers split with Vancouver, lost two to the Canadians. Now they will try to take two in Toronto. They won the opener of this two-game set, 3-1 on Wednesday night. We're about an hour away from dropping the puck in the rematch. James Neal hopping back into the lineup for the Oilers for Toronto. No Austin Matthews, and Joe Thornton is going to miss four weeks with a rib injury. You saw him suffer that in the game on Wednesday. I am pleased to welcome back to the 630 Chet Airwaves a former Oiler and a member of the Maple Leaf throughout his illustrious career as well. It is Mike Crucial Niski. Mike, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? Good yourself. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's nice to talk to you. We, we of course, we did this in uh, in Studio 99 over the last couple of years. Can't do that this year. So thanks for for hopping on the phone. Let people know what you're up to these days and how you're keeping busy. Uh, we're in a condo in uh, downtown Toronto. We go for daily walks when the uh, there's no traffic out there. Uh, just trying to keep busy like everyone else. We've got our painting done. We've got our paperwork updated. Fortunately, my uh, son started a uh, an agency, NXT Sports Group, so I've uh, promoted myself to CEO of that company, even though I'm just an advisor. But... Uh, Fortunately, keeping busy enough here. Well, good for you. Good for you. It's always it's always good to talk to you, and uh, always enjoy your perspective on, on what's going on and and storylines for the Oilers, and certainly for them, Mike. I mean, you know, they started uh, started one and three, had a couple of tough outings defensively where they gave up a lot of goals, and the power play couldn't click against Montreal. And you're wondering about the goaltending, and you know, it was early season, and these things were kind of piling up I, I'm just wondering when, when when you were on a team that went through a bad spell whether you know it was four or five or six games what kind of things did you do or look to your coaches and teammates for to sort of steady things and maybe get things going in the right direction again oh we didn't have to worry because uh, Glenn Sather and John Muckler would take care of that uh, they would just literally make practice hell and they pushed us so hard in practice. It was like, man, we can't wait for the game because it'll be a piece of cake. So it was funny how uh, Glenn had used that. And uh, obviously as a player, you just, you know, if things aren't going well, if you're missing the net, you stay after practice and take more shots or uh, work on the conditioning a little or a little bit more strength or your face-offs. So everything comes into play and you uh, it's actually, uh, I, I think, easier now because everything is so broken down uh, on video. It's, it's it's actually tremendous, but, you know, it might, it might even be almost too much information to process as well. So you got to, you know, try to navigate through, uh, through all that and, um, you know, try to make yourself better, make the team better. You mentioned John Muckler, and I'm glad you did, because unfortunately he passed away a couple of weeks ago, a huge part of those Oilers Cup teams and uh, playoff teams that went deeper into the playoffs in, in the 80s and the 90s. What do you remember about John and any any personal impact he might have had on you? Uh, you know, it's uh, no secret. I say this uh, all the time, even at all the events when they ask. Um, like John was our secret weapon back then. I mean, Glenn was a, a people person and he ran the bench and he knew who to put out there. But I'll give you an example with Muck where 
<clears throat> I forget what year it was, but we were waiting for, we had won the first round and we're waiting for the second round and we had literally 10 days. So obviously we took a day or two off and then we were practicing and everything we were practicing was left side, left side, congest the left side. Well, after the first period, we're losing 2-0 and Muck walks in and he's like, forget what I said, forget what we practiced, right side, right side. And we're like, really? And we end up losing that game four to two. But then we go out and win the next four straight uh, because John was able to catch that, uh, pass it over to us and make us successful. So uh, smartest man in hockey uh, that I know of uh, when I was around. So we were very fortunate to have Muck. Yeah, for sure. Mike Krusilniski joining us on the Faceoff Show. Oilers and Leafs coming up at 5. Uh, you know, you went Bruins, Oilers, Kings, uh, and then, you know, Maple Leafs. You were part of a, an exciting playoff run there for 19, in 92-93. Well, what do you remember uh, about playing in Toronto and, and being, you know, part of a Leafs team that obviously didn't quite get as far as they would have liked to go but, but had a pretty memorable run in 93 nonetheless? It must have been a pretty crazy time to have been in the city with the hockey team doing well and the Blue Jays were winning World Series at the time and had great players there too. You know, it's like you say, it really was a a Stanley Cup city. I mean, the people, fans here are are just, you know, behind their team um, to the point where it's, you know, I, I heard this, we were up in the rafters, I was in the alumni box one time and there was a stoppage whistle, and the guy goes down, and he starts yelling, let's go, Leafs, and then he's trying to get the crowd going, and we're in the second tier, and he comes back up. I'm like, hey, you realize the uh, the players can't hear you, right? He goes, yeah, but it doesn't matter. They're family. And I'm like, <laughs> you, know, and, you know, they were that dedicated, and, uh, you know, during those playoffs, uh, I remember – even coming out after one of the, the games that we had won, I can't remember what round, but uh, the, the enthusiasm, the, uh, the cheering on, the, like just the masses of crowds accumulating. Um, I remember my wife saying, wow, we haven't even won the cup and look. And, you know, it, it's so true. They're so passionate. They're so behind their, their team. It's, it's actually... Um, it's actually nice, and every every player should uh, experience coming to Toronto and play for Toronto. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. You've got a lot of the media. You, you like you, you can't even breathe. They. Uh, I remember one one day we had uh, we had a day off, and I remember getting up. I'm just relaxing, sitting there having a coffee, and I'm I finally open up the sports page, and I'm looking, and I'm like, holy jumping. These guys are even tracking shots in practice. I took seven shots from that one spot. Like, you know, so it's like in certain cities, you're you're part of the sports world. In other cities, it, it's a forgotten issue. But here in Toronto, it is front and center, and you're in the heat of the fire all the time. So, um, you know, I was lucky. We were on good teams. We just ran out of steam. We ran out of... Uh, we ran out of good refereeing, and we got rooked. <laughs> but we you wouldn't be it. talking about a certain high stick, would you? 
that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, but see, the thing about those tracking those shots in practice, it was because you scored on all of them. That's why they wanted to single it out, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's like, man, I can't believe it. I got all, all these goals in uh, practice, but they won't put me out on a power play. I don't get it. What, <laughs> you know? But, uh, no, it's, it's uh, you know, I was very lucky in my career to see uh, a number of cities. And, and we were just, I was just on air uh, yesterday, um, and they were saying, well, what about your captains? I go, well, well I go from Terry O'Reilly in Boston to Wayne Gretzky, to Dougie Gilmore, to Stevie Eiserman. I was like, man, I had great captains everywhere I went. And uh, the other gentleman, he's like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't that fortunate, you know? And I was like, oh, Lord. So, What what made well, a good it, captain it, it, to you? I mean, obviously you had some, I mean, Gretzky could, could score the lights out, and Gilmore could as too. But what as a, as a player, what did you look for in a captain? Um, you know, I didn't really look into anything. Uh, whoever was picked was, was always the right man to be picked from what I saw. Um, when I got into coaching, uh, I think there was a little bit more pressure there where, you know, in the big teams, it's a no brainer, but when you don't have such a dominant team, you know, like, and every every person is is different. So, like, what do you what do you do? Do you do you pick your your best player, or do you pick your best defensive player, or your offensive player, or your all around worker? I mean, that's up to the the coaching staff. So, um, you know, it was it was just about trying to, and you had to break it down. Like, you know, if I pick this guy, is that the best thing for the team? So that that's what I what I always looked at. But I mean, you look, you know. Uh, you know, Gretz, Stevie Eiserman, uh, even even uh, Terry. They, you know, they weren't that vocal, but when they said something, it was like, "Uh oh, yeah, you're right." So, you know, to uh, to have those guys uh, leading leading the charge, it was uh, pretty easy to follow and go into battle with them. Yeah, and Mike, before I let you go, you obviously would have got to be some part of some some great rivalries in your career as a Bruin. You know, you had the Canadians and teams like that, Edmonton, Calgary, L.A. had then had the rivalry with Edmonton. Then you played for the Leafs, and you're in an original six yeah. city. And, and now this year, you got the North Division. It's all Canadian. <laughs> There's natural rivalries anyway, and they're going to play each other more than ever. Um, you know what? What do you kind of expect from from that? Do you think that's going to build build the the physicality and the hatred throughout the season? And how does it how does that sort of affect players? Um, you know, if just night after night, it's just that genuine hatred and another rivalry game, on and on and on throughout the year. Well, the game has changed so much. And, you know, like, like, I hear a lot of times that, oh, yeah, guys are soft. And, you know, the hockey was way better back when you played. And I'm like, you know what, it's, it's just the times. It, it, it's not that it was better. It was different. Uh, the hockey now is a lot, a lot faster. Um, I mean, I saw that, you know, here in Toronto, we, I think we watched Toronto-Montreal as an opener. And man, was that an exciting game. And then it went to overtime. And I was like, holy jump, this is getting even better. 
And if the whole season is like this, like they'll have knocked it out of the ballpark within the first month. But, um, you know, with them playing each other uh, in this Canadian uh, bracket, as you said, uh, and over time, they're definitely, even though if they don't want it, they definitely will create um, animosity amongst themselves. But, I, I, like, I got to admit, like, the first game or two that I saw, compared to last night's game or the uh, the two nights ago, like, referees already changed. And I don't know if it's just me noticing it or what's going on, but... You know, that, like, that, that first game, they were calling everything, and now all of a sudden I'm seeing guys get cross-checked from behind, and they call a little ticky-tack slap on the wrist, but the guy just gets drilled, and there's no call, and I'm like, like, are you kidding me? And then they go to video review, and they're like, well, there's no way, and then it's like, goal. So it's, I don't know, man. Like, uh, you know, as a coach, you'd really have to be up on the rules and, and try to figure out what kind of game they're calling because it's, as they're pushing it, every game seems to be getting rougher and rougher and rougher, and they're letting more and more go. They still call a little stuff, but um, yeah. I think it's really going to get more and more exciting. Yeah. Well, Mike, I really appreciate you checking in. It's always fun to have you, you know, having you on the show. Oilers fans uh, still love you, and they appreciate hearing from you. So enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy those walks and the no traffic in Toronto for the time being, but hopefully it gets back to nice and congested and busy soon, okay? <laughs> yes, you are right about the no traffic. Okay, thanks again, boys. Take care. That is Mike Krusholiski checking in tonight on uh, the City Forward Faceoff Show. Played for Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, three cups with the Oilers. That 93 team in Toronto was very good. Went to Game 7 of the Conference Final before they were eliminated by uh, by Gretzky and the Kings. And, of course, uh, you know, the Leafs will tell you, why didn't Wayne get a penalty? 